everybody welcome back to the pc perspective podcast we have reached episode 654 it's december 1st 2021 i'm sebastian beak i'm jeremy hellstrom i'm josh walrath i'm brett van spruenberg and you can subscribe to be alerted as i was earlier this evening to when we go live for live events like this podcast recording session pcper.com slash subscribe you can become a patron of pcper support the site before we move on to the burger update, did you have anything you wanted to share with us, Brett? There was something about unboxing. I, I did. And there was like a challenge that the next time I went to uh, Micro Center, I was supposed to like unbox whatever it is that I bought. So I bought one of these. Don't Please don't make fun of me. Okay. What's the, why would it anybody is. make fun of you for buying a Ryzen processor? Well, because they're kind of nearing a, a, you know, a refresh at this time. And as you can see, the... Yeah. The uh, seal is unbroken. Oh, it's the 5800X. So okay. It is. It is. Because the I wanted something, is unbroken. I wanted something that was, that was um, sporty, uh, yet hot at the same time. Because I wanted to be able, I wanted a challenge to cool it. So, oh, it'll uh, be a challenge to cool it's, it. Yeah. It's not so that, that that's hot. The idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, uh, I've, I've split the tape now, and we can watch me un, uh, ineptly, you know, well, remove this from the packaging. Does that one come? Is, with a fan? is it hotter than a seventy-seven hundred K? Yeah, I think so. No. Yes. Uh, this one. Does well, not come that, with no, a, not necessarily. My so, evidence is right here. This unboxing <laughs> was. I had to buy a heater for this room after the Threadripper moved out. Well, Threadripper is another X doesn't keep me warm. Game. And hey, for those of you, who oh, you bent a pin already. Yeah, my God. That's Make sure there are no bent pins inside the packaging, Brett. For those of you who've never seen a the backside of an AMD CPU, that's, yeah, that's, at extremely low resolution. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened to my res. It just kind of just went there. I don't know. It just snapped back. I don't know. It looks like about weird. 480p at best. <sighs> I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's going okay. on. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, you have gonna, a 5800X. Welcome to the club. I'm gonna lift the lid and, and oh, no. man, you're gonna something right bad now. is gonna happen. I know. You're going this to drop it. Smell that new processor. It's so not an Intel processor, Brett. Those have see those things on the bottom. Those are pins. Yeah. They're pins. not on the motherboard. Yeah, so they'll hurt your gums if you bite them. Okay, I will not. How, how many pins? Eleven seventy-seven, thirteen seventy-seven. I can't remember. Um, this is surprising. By the way, this is of course surprisingly heavy. Just want to let you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's hefty. There are a lot of transistors. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to give uh, a couple of the latest uh, AIOs that I uh, have to review a, uh, a bit of, more of a challenge. I mean, we've got the ninety. I have a ninety nine hundred K. I have the Kentucky Shroud Edition, actually. Yeah, I know. You, you gave me that one. Um, so I've got that one, but this one seems a little bit more on point. And I had a two thousand at a Zen two series one, so I didn't have a you know a later model Ryzen one. This this one's you know obviously a little bit better. So there, I unboxed it. Uh, Yay. And and the uh, hopefully the Discord crew is happy with that. Now let's move on to something that on the surface is normal. We always have a burger update, almost always. But it's usually from Laramie, Wyoming. Now, if you go a little further north, you'll reach Canada. It's a country that's above us. And for some reason, we're not all incorporated yet. I don't know what the holdup is. America's hat, yes. Uh can you please explain what we're seeing here? Well, that's artistic. Apparently. That is a deconstructed, gluten-free cheeseburger. If you're listening to the audio, we're looking at a bowl 
Yeah, with some cucumbers and tomatoes and spinach and jalapenos and red onion and some president aged, uh, what was that again? Uh, Aged brie with a little uh, balsamic vinegar. Well, that is below because it got deconstructed to the point where it actually (laughs) formed back together into a steak. (laughs) Completely 100% deconstructed and gluten-free. How is this deconstructed if the meat is still on the bone? See, it's been... (laughs) Because when you deconstruct a burger, you take it apart and put it into separate little bowls. Well, this one is so deconstructed, it's actually reformed back, pre-grinding. Qualcomm. You may have heard of them. They power a lot of phones, other than the ones that have uh, Exynos processors from Samsung and a couple others. I mean, there's some other stuff out there. We don't really there's, talk about Huawei phones one anymore. One or in this two other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have announced they had a tech day yesterday, a semi-tech day. And today. VR. Oh, yeah. It was day yeah. two oh, yeah. today. And on today. And we have the, I don't really understand this naming convention, the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Not just Snapdragon 8, it's 8 Gen 1. So clearly they're planning a Gen 2 already. But ARM V9. You have Cortex Mm -hmm. X2. Just one core, though. This is the interesting thing about this configuration. You've got four performance cores and four efficiency cores, but one of the performance cores is like the golden core, which is a 3 gigahertz core. Is it the MediaTek latest that they announced essentially identical to that i don't think they use the exact same specs but uh they're yeah i think it's one one x2 and three seven tens and four five tens or something like that Yeah, something like that sorry go ahead that's fine i'm I'm on their site looking here there was a, a diagram of the the core breakdown somewhere but i'm more interested in i guess the gpu performance Adreno's always been really fast. I don't know what advancements have been made there. They were a little light on technical details yesterday. They said essentially it'll perform, provide double the frame rates at the exact same uh, battery consumption. Hmm. Or the same performance at half the battery consumption, but... That's, that's very you, Apple-like of them in the way that they quoted that yeah. spec. I think this is When still... anyone says, oh, it doubles everything, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure it does, yeah. Okay. The, there's been some noise too. I don't. Of course, they're not talking about it right here. But this is like it's all AI. Everything is AI. They're calling it the. Uh, they have the artificial intelligence engine, which encompasses the AIE GPU, always on AI, and apparently yes. there's an always on camera. In addition, to watch for shoulder surfers. Apparently, yeah. If you thought it was bad that your phones listen to you all the time. Under the pretext of waiting they're gonna for watch you. some cue yeah. to, like, hey, Siri or hey, Google. Well, now they're going to watch you, too. Yeah. Hmm. So, enjoy that. I feel like everybody's just kind of introducing new features and making the most of the ongoing ship shortage. There's not going to be some bold, revolutionary new product, or it wouldn't be available for a year anyway. No. Qualcomm likes to sometimes design their own stuff, Right. So for years they 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 took the kind of basic arm designs and then made them faster. They 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 enhanced them different ways architecturally. Um, but with ARM V9 being just you know pretty recently released, 
it's going to be a process for them to be able to integrate all those new extra features and whatnot into a slightly different part uh, that that hopefully will you know outperform the competitors. So at this time, they're just using you know the basic stuff that that ARM has, and and you know I kind of say basic uh, because it's just these you know these designs that ARM has already synthesized and. They know they work, and and uh, so it's easier for Qualcomm to just do that for this first generation and be able to keep up with the Joneses uh, when it comes to uh, supporting uh, ARM V9. Because ARM V8 has been out for over ten years now, which is really kind of <laughs> kind of blows your mind, but it's it is. So it was high time for a new ARM architecture to. Uh, to embrace some 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 new technologies and whatnot and and uh yeah this is going to be their first step and it'll be interesting to see when they come out with more custom type design parts and uh how that's going to stack up against the industry and you'll have more players too because microsoft and uh amazon are both got their fingers wiggling in there so they're interested yeah, in seeing what new will be able to come out yeah, yeah. just released a new uh, server cpu this week Actually, we yeah. just talked about it anyways. And Microsoft is sort of breaking up with Qualcomm mm-hmm. because, I mean, the the surfaces that were powered by uh, ARM were not well-received, shall we say, especially with a pro oh. moniker at the very end of it. Don't, and we will talk about your, that. That's on the list. Don't do your story. Yeah, don't do your right, story. Well, okay. Quickly, let's, let's shift then to some very good news for AMD fans. You know how... You buy even a premium AMD motherboard or laptop, and it still has an Intel Wi-Fi chip on it, like an AX200. Well, AMD, this was back uh, last week or so, they announced that they're working with MediaTek. There's this collaboration to produce the AMZ RZ600 series, which are Wi-Fi 6E chips. So they're going to have their own solution. So I say the era of Intel Wi-Fi 6 equipped AMD boards coming to an end. And it's it's using the Philogic, Philogic 330P chipset, which is an existing thing, but this is a new partnership with AMD. So I would hope that this means that AMD motherboards going forward will have an AMD chipset, AMD, you know, USB solution, AMD Wi-Fi solution on board. Well, it's it's got good stats there. It's two by two, which is good. Two by two, dual band, Bluetooth, low energy, built in, up to five point two rev. Very Intel like. It has it checks all the boxes, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not going to outperform Intel, I don't think. But it sounds pretty much the same. Where you have here is the little breakdown. Of, there's a table here if you're listening. It just shows there's a couple different modules. One of them has the the wider 160 megahertz. One is 80. So they're both 2 by 2 6E. Available in a couple different uh, package types. If you get the uh, RZ616, it's going to be the higher-end module. Sounds good. Maybe we should wait. Now for we need an audio codec. Oh, no. <laughs> we should wait for this to come out on an ITX board, and then we'll go get one to refresh your ITX builds. I've shown it on the podcast before, but I have a, a couple of audio solutions from AMD from back in the day. The Interwave. Yeah. Back in like 95, 96, AMD wanted to get into the sound card business. Let's break here for a word from our first podcast sponsor. Minimize the effort, maximize your productivity with Text Expander. 
Text Expander helps you work faster and smarter so that you can focus your time on the most important work you've got. Use Text Expander for faster results in three easy steps. One, create. Make snippets of text for support responses, sales outreach, or even common emails. Then save them in Text Expander. Two, trigger. Just type a few characters and watch the snippet automatically expand your text. Now you can fill in the blank on forms or perform far more complex functionalities to customize your messaging. And three, share. Your whole team can take advantage of your saved snippets, making them more consistent, accurate, and current by giving them the right words for every situation. Use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Now that's increasing productivity. Text Expander's available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. So visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. Did you know that Microsoft and Qualcomm have been going out for a while? In fact, they had an exclusive relationship. Yeah. I didn't even know this. I guess it's up on the, the gossip. Wait a minute, what? You haven't yeah, noticed the, I didn't all the surface arm? I, 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 were thought, all I didn't know they were arm? exclusive. I knew that they were yeah. exclusive. But Exclusively they were, awful. They've been exclusive. And that's why you couldn't get Windows on ARM on anything else. Apparently that's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Soon. Well, you know, Microsoft soon. <laughs> so the, what that they revealed years? the SQ1 and the SQ2 like hey we, we actually have these processors that are actually probably real silicon and we're probably going to be putting in them sometime soon but part of the reason for that was that they did actually have a legally binding contract which is coming up for renewal and from the looks of it uh, Microsoft isn't that interested in doing it and honestly if I was Qualcomm I'd want my product out of their windows on arm devices as quickly as i could so it's going to be interesting to see how this works out and how long it's going to take because the surface has gone from some decent products and a bunch of really awful ones to what i'd almost describe as a solid machine it's often compatible with microsoft software now so that's a big thing and you know actually moving to hardware that's on the brand new ARM design and built in house, you know, that does actually make surface seem like it's going to be a little more reasonable to be using for anything other than, you know, what the old netbook used to be. So at the same time, you got to wonder if maybe part of this is that, uh, you know, Nvidia is still at this point going to be able to take over ARM. Like there are still court cases going, there will be more, but, you know, as it stands right now, if you're planning for the long time, you're going to realize that if you're dealing with ARM, you're going to be dealing directly with NVIDIA. So do you want to do that directly or do you want to do it through a second party and then on to them? Especially when you might be, you know, trying to grow your stuff. So at the same time, you've got, uh, as we mentioned, Amazon uh, working on their own sort of stuff. And so Qualcomm may just well say, you know what, we're going to focus a lot more in depth on what we're doing. And we're going to try and fix some of the stuff that, uh, like, if you follow Charlie Demergen, came out during these uh, <laughs> the, the past few days, that maybe there, there is some work they could be doing in-house to make things a little bit better. So maybe this will help them focus, and it'll be interesting to see how well Microsoft really can implement their own silicon in a product. Oh, come on, man. This Who could go one of two you know- ways. 
You know where the best PC Windows laptops are going to be after this evaporates. After this, it's it's going to be it's going to be running Windows on the on uh, M1. Yeah, M1 I knew M1 you were going to say that. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> hey, there's something. But to it's be fair. Said. You uh, can hey, legally that, that do this. Actually, true. Yeah, yeah. there's and something I, to be said for that because it's a it's going to be one of the premier workstation laptops. Unfortunately, look at it. It's just, it, it honestly you can get one of these things that has 64 gigs of unified memory and gpu workloads that's Pretty an unbelievable amount of ram yeah if you can if it runs like i don't know how hot it runs if you can run it efficiently. very very fast ram very because it's so closely yeah. associated on the soc 400 mm-hmm. gigs per second of bandwidth is a lot yeah. i'm excited for windows on arm to be on as many platforms as possible because maybe developer support will improve to the point where we can just forget about this whole x86 divide and thanks steve balmer anything and everything <laughs> will run on arm because let's face it arm is the future it's been the future for a long time and all it needs is the adoption because i mean you can it's going to get to the point where we have enough compute horsepower to emulate whenever we need to for x86 yeah you're already starting to see that in the way that apple's previous software pretty well runs on their uh, m1 yeah, I remember uh, Jim talking about that. He was like, it's yeah. kind of scary how well it works, that it's running yeah. stuff at the same speed in emulation. Yeah, or or better in some cases. Yeah, that was the weirdest odd. part is that it ran. But that was yeah. say much for Intel on Mac OS if it was running better in emulation. But. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, any more on that? Yeah, risk for life. More? Just letting you know. Risk for life. Risk for life. Josh, I thought yeah. maybe you would jump in and and, <laughs> and say, no, no, Intel's still got a, a trick or two up their sleeve, or AMD's, they're going to pull this off. And, uh, where's uh, Power 9 guy when you need him? Yeah. He, for, you know, it's, uh, oh, wow, that guy. That was, I got emails. That <laughs> was, was a blast from the past, you know. And I, and they, I think he emailed me way early when uh, um, the Sony... Uh, one that had the spews on it. Which one was that? PS3. And uh, they integrated a, yeah. an NVIDIA GeForce. And he's like, "So when's 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 NVIDIA just gonna drop x86 and go totally with Sony because they're drinking from the fire hose of of power with spews?" And it's like, dude, no, no. But you can't convince people like that. You know, it's really funny. You know, it, you got me thinking back. You said netbooks and. I remember at the height of netbooks was when we started doing actually video with PC per, you know, the 2010 to 2012 area. And I looked up and my Logitech C920 that I'm still using today was released in 2012. And we got them when they were brand new. I, I had no idea that my webcam is this ancient. And it still looks okay. I mean, my color is not great, but yeah, you know, that's because I'm a pasty white guy. Yeah, I'm still using the same C920, but you can really see the blues in my eyes. They are that's nice. True. Are you are you using a blue background to ex- accentuate the blue in your eyes? No, no, no. He's like been that. on the spice. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Nice. Who could ever forget this experience? 
you know, helping yeah. helping family members with a what was it? A ten twenty four by six hundred resolution screen. It wasn't seven sixty eight. It was no six forty. No, 40. it was not. It was shopped. And it wasn't even well, shopped I mean, like a normal screen oh, resolution. The hardware inside of it couldn't handle the full resolution. No. Right. Okay. <laughs> and well into the Windows Seven era, they were shipping with Windows XP. Later, they were shipping with Windows Seven Basic. At least the ones I was selling we sold a lot of HP, whatever HP's netbook was called. Yeah, and that was all Adams and all uh, AMD Jaguar based. Mm. Yeah, SOCs. <sighs> Those things were AMD's did okay, but they're always just so cut down on every other part. Super slow hard drives, small tiny amounts of RAM. Yeah, they. It's glad I'm glad that netbooks went by the wayside. That whole cramped experience. Wait, you still have the box for your C920? No, I bought a backup. <laughs> a couple oh. of years back, I actually asked for one for Christmas because, you know, this is a ridiculously solid camera. But it this was when it was doing the weird things where suddenly my screen would go out of focus and my bitrate would go to hell. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's a camera. But it fixed itself, so I never had to use it. But if it ever dies... You've got it. Now, you know the Kingston SSDs, if you've shopped around for SSDs in the last few years, KC2000, and there was another one, maybe 2100. Those were TLC Gen 3 drives. They have a KC3000 now. It's a Gen 4 drive. They've joined the PCIe 4 SSD club. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, this might be TLC, not QLC? Let's see. Uh, hmm. Oh, that's maybe TLC not. Maybe drive. not. I'm seeing SLC cache. Okay. Tech Power Up uh, reviewed the two terabyte model. It has RAM. It's not DRAMless. So it has DDR4 2666 on board. 640 gigs of the two terabytes are pseudo yeah. SLC cache. Okay. That's the big thing. Almost half the bloody drive is the, the, the pseudo SLC. Oh, it's TLC. So, it is TLC. Yeah, it is. Wow. TLC hey, with SSC cache? That's like an Evo yeah. drive. Important it's, to note it, here. Did, did you see the pricing it. on that? $450. Just to harken back to the conversation we had earlier about that two terabyte drive for, what was did you say, Josh? 200 and 279. Yeah. 279. So here's, here's a, you know, same amount of storage, of course, PCIe 4.0. Yeah. With cache. I don't know if the other one has cache or not, but 450. And it's also got two gigs of RAM. Oh. So it, it actually wants to take a bit of a beating. And it did fairly well. I'm curious now. I'm going to pause here and look at the two terabyte because it has memory. It's not DRAM-less, and it has cache. But I think the cache is kind of a fluid thing. It's like a minimum and maximum thing for Samsung. Yeah, you can uh, fire up their magician and play around with that. Okay, let's look at some specs here. It is TLC. So they're calling it 3-bit MLC. This is the Samsung 980 Pro. So it's TLC also. It has, in the 2 terabyte, it has 2 gigabytes of LPDDR4 memory. Oh, same, same. And then 
I don't remember exactly how the caching played out. I thought I had a chart. I think that was when the series launched. I must have done a news post on it had a chart that showed the breakdown. But similar. So it's kind of the same idea, but they're using a silicon motion controller with the new Kingston KC3000 drive. I wouldn't be surprised if performance is comparable, though. Because we're talking roughly the same, like, cache rate. I don't know how many channels the controller has. It's a... Oh, looks I thought it said Silicon Motion here. Uh, oh, no. They're talking about the old KC2500 2000. Yeah, Silicon yeah, Motion. Even their 4.0 stuff is is slow. Okay. It's it's yeah. essentially what... E16, Fizon E16 type speeds. Yeah. So the first gen 4.0. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. This is Fizon uh, E18. E18, so yeah. Kind of the same. Let's see. Which, which made this a little bit interesting because, I mean, when, literally when you're saying, well, it's got the uh, Fizon E18 and it's got that same uh, TLC that we know and love, every drive up. You know, well, yeah, it's the 170. Dude, we'll scroll up on that page. It's got that yeah. 176 uh, um, uh, layer SSD. D. Wait, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there it 176 layer yeah. micron stuff. Yeah, that stuff is so it's literally the same fast. as everything else. It's like 7,500, yeah. you know, uh, reads. It's 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 good stuff, Maynard. Yeah, they say. But if the, you take a look at the uh, sustained writes, okay, I'll look at that page next. Sustained. Um, what is that under write intensive usage? Yeah, write intensive. Okay. So, I mean, it still has, follows the same pattern you would expect, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do it until well after the 600 gig mark, which at okay. that point, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you writing library. that doesn't have time to at least pause and refresh the cache? It's not bad that it falls down to almost two gigabytes. And that's the other second. thing. Yeah. That's the lowest that it will go. So Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. See SOC cache size. There's there's the reason. It's huge. Yeah, it's monstrous. Six hundred and forty gigs. Yeah. Sustained writes filling the entire disk. The only thing faster was only the nine seventy Pro, Pro five twelve. Oh, there you go. The smaller capacity. It looks like they yeah. have not tested the nine eighty Pro five twelve. Because that thing is fast. I'm seeing nine eighty. 980 Pro, one terabytes, but I'm no. Strangely enough, it's not on. Yeah, the the, the 980 Pro 512 is great. I wondered why they sent that for review, and then I tested the two terabyte, and it was slower across the board. Hmm. So another option out there, another Fizon E18 option, but with fast TLC. And if you do actually tend to write a couple hundred gigs at a time, not a bad choice. Yeah, what are you doing though? What are you doing? I don't know. I, I don't. I'm copying my game drives from one to another relentlessly. Okay. Samsung my focus? TVs. Samsung TVs. You can brick them. You mean the brick. Remotely. That's a feature. Oh, this is bad. Yes. Now, you thought that was you only could brick a TV when you were screwing around with the factory mode and trying to change settings that you shouldn't be changing. Or your Wii. Yeah. Well, that too. Never had one actually go through the screen, but it did hit the frame. Got yeah. very lucky there. So, yeah. what, tell me this about this. Came out, uh, I mean, this came out 
relatively innocently, and I, I totally understand why Samsung did this, because there was a huge rage uh, in South Africa uh, in which a, literally a pretty much a factory was cleared out of brand new Samsung TVs. And so they announced that, well, um, actually, you're not going to have to worry about this, that the thieves are not going to get away with their horrible behavior because we have the ability to remotely brick any of our TVs. If we detect that it comes on, because they're all, of course, they're all smart TVs. The second that it hits the, the internet, we cannot just, you know, prevent it from hitting the internet. We can make this thing just, it don't work no more. It won't show a picture. It won't do a damn thing. Now, well, that does sound good at the very beginning that, you know, it's going to stop the, these robbers and their nefarious deeds and any benefit they can get from them. But it leads to the question of how secure is your TV block feature, Samsung? Uh, the, the White Hat 2022, is some guy going to be going on about how he, this is the process he used to brick every single Samsung TV on the planet? I this, this is ridiculously scary. Uh, they do suggest that if, for whatever reason, yours innocently got bricked, you can reach out to us and we will unbrick it. I have a feeling that because if they're really and truly removing all uh, ability for this thing to function, they're not going to be able to un unbrick it remotely because it will have been severed from the network. And so you're probably going to have to be shipping it in and, you know, having a new one shipped. Which is just, you know, horrifying because try to find a dumb TV nowadays. It, it is more or less impossible to do if you want a new TV. So the idea that, uh, you know, Samsung has the ability to completely and totally sever it irrevocably and with no idea how easily accessible that is to someone who knows what they're doing or that can manage to break into Samsung and get a hold of the uh, master controls, it can just pick and choose serial numbers and kick them off this this is not good let's break here for another podcast sponsor are you looking for additional resources to support your existing it staff and cybersecurity, network optimizations or even to manage your entire it infrastructure vpls is a managed service provider with 20 years of industry leading customer service they can operate as an outsourced it department with help desk security managed backup or as an entire network and security operations center to bulk up your existing team vpls can help make information technology a competitive advantage for your business they can do this by shifting the responsibility of managing Managing IT needs from your business teams into the hands of their certified professionals. VPLS can handle the IT needs for both large and growing companies and have no trouble scaling to your business. Unlike other managed service providers, VPLS is truly a one-stop shop with their own data centers, backup and disaster recovery planning, cloud migration expertise, and managed help desk support. Whether you already have an IT team or are looking for experts to manage your entire infrastructure, VPLS has the skills and experience to bridge the gaps in the IT framework for your organization. Visit www.vpls.com goit to see all of their offers, including low monthly co-location rates for all new customers. That's www www.vpls.com slash go it seabury it's i i'm not even sure what this is is this a i like this one. back plane like board that you can plug a raspberry pi into is it, it a t totally new pcb solution what is this jeremy it, it's it's sheer lunacy in a way is what it is. <laughs> 
I agree. That's great. So you take a Raspberry Pi 4 uh, and you plug this <laughs> into the Seaberry and you, you, it now all of a sudden has a plethora of PCIe interfaces because uh, the Pi does have the power to do it, but it doesn't have the space, obviously to have everything. So this thing, uh, which is uh, partly as a compute module. Uh, so there is actual processing going on on it, but you get a 16 by or a physical 16 by slot, which is only running one by four PCI one mini slots and four M dot twos that each have two PCIe lanes and also a single lane PCIe M dot two. So you can, populate this thing like far beyond even what you can do on a generally find on a, a on a x86 motherboard it's it's if you're trying to plug everything in of course i mean the, the a72 is going to slow down a little bit there's there's a lot of addressing to do there but if you just want the flexibility and to be able to swap things in and out this thing is just absolutely insane there is a problem oh uh, they're probably completely out of stock and not showing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is this leads to the problem. It's four hundred and thirty-five dollars, and you've still got to pick up the pie and your stuff. Now, and if you're going to go with say an ITX motherboard and a, a relatively expensive Ryzen five or Core i three, you'd probably be at about four thirty-five and have a little bit more functionality. But I think well, I mean, if you bought that in an ITX, it'd probably run a bit over four thirty-five, right? Here's the thing, yeah, though. Not much. This is a two hundred and fifty-dollar board. You can't turn yeah. a mini ITX board into the basis of a mining rig like you can with this, though. Is that oh, the no, real reason could... it has eleven PCIe uh, device support? Uh, I mean, it could probably do a good job of chia. It does have a lot of storage on it. Right, I'm not even sure. Apart from just the fact that they could do it, as to what this would actually be useful for, it's mm. it's just holy crap! Look at my Raspberry Pi. I can plug it in here and look what it can do. It is cool that it, it is. It's pretty cool on it. Yeah, eleven PCI ITX. Yeah, it, it is very impressive. And then run Windows on ARM on it. <laughs> oh, of course. I think the uh, that major set of pins on the back is for all the GPIO pins. Plus, it's plugging into all the other ports on there, isn't it? At the same time. Oh yeah. Oh, it's there's no peripherals left on that Pi at that right, point. Right, right. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, so wait, wait, wait. If you're every... not. Go ahead. If if. So Macintosh has got the Hackintosh. Microsoft <laughs> is what hack your face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Surface hack. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hack hackus. Face off. Hack face. Circuitosh. No. Microface. Circuitosh. Microface. Anyway. Yeah. Hack face. Pie face. The Microsoft face asco. Oh, Has anybody anyway. watching or listening yeah. tried to buy no. DDR5 memory? You will know it's pain. 
the stuff is never in stock. If it is, it's alarmingly expensive. And to even get better performance than a really good DDR4 kit, which is a lot cheaper and easier to get, is you have to spend some money. Because the basic entry-level 4800 DDR5 with loose timings is not going to outperform very high-performance DDR4 at this point. And DDR4, high-frequency DDR4, traditionally, it's been really expensive. And if you've noticed, even though DDR5 is not available, DDR4 is readily available and the prices have been tumbling. So in the midst of all of this, this rambling preamble, if you've, you've probably rambling? seen this brand on Newegg, Neo Forza. They have this kit called the Faye, F-A-Y-E. 16 gigabytes, not a ton, but it's 5,000 megatransfers per second DDR4. So now you're up into that DDR5 territory. You're beyond it a little bit. So, and the timings are really good. At this point, you're, you're talking CL19, 5,000. So that's half of the latency of DDR5 at the same... Well, okay, it's only going to be dual channel. It won't be quad channel. You won't have the same bandwidth. Well, I mean, DDR5 don't like quad channel neither. No, okay. Straight from the horse's mouth. So, uh, what's interesting about this is I checked it out on Newegg, and you can actually buy it. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's in stock, and the price is not insane. The price is not great for only 16 gigs, but if you don't need more than 16 gigabytes. And if you, let's face it, if you're just gaming, then you don't. Uh, then... Uh, well, unless you're playing Flight Sim, I guess. There's probably a couple games out there that'll prove me wrong, but it's $179.99 on, on uh, Newegg. So that's expensive, but it's it's the fastest speed DDR4 that I've seen on Newegg, and it's $180. Bucks. CL19. Not I horrible. I wonder what chips are in these things. If it's Hynix or, or what. It's, I mean, it's, it's very high voltage, though. I have a feeling it would be tough to find a board that would reliably run this at CL19 at 1.6 volts. It has a fallback. That's toasty. It has a fallback yeah. second option, XMP, which is a DR43600. It'd be sad if you paid 179 for this and could only get it to boot in the second XMP profile. Yeah, well, I mean, Brett, don't pick this up for your Ryzen. No, yeah. probably yeah. not going to work out. I, Unless you can get I that F-pop some, up to 2,500. That would be great. I have some 36. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you look at the DDR4 3600 with reasonably good timings on this, you can see where it falls yeah. in relation. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, no, because, I mean, there, there's the thing. Like, and they even do DDR5 6,000. Yeah. Right, so they, they, they took the same uh, set of... Uh, think it was uh corsair that they used um but uh so they clocked it to various things they also found a different carrot which was ddr5 but the best timings i've ever seen and put it up against just you know current ddr4 and i mean yeah i there is nothing good to say about ddr5 in this for the most part now 
this chart and all the ones below this, remember they're scaled to kind of like the best available. So you see DDR5-6000, there's the 100% mark. If you, if you look for the DDR4-3600, you'll see that it's 95.9% yeah. for a dramatically cheaper cost. Yeah. And you see this sort of, this sort of um, um, relationship carry through all the charts. So if you scroll down and kind of take a look and see where that DDR4-3600 falls on the various charts, you'll see that that DDR5 really isn't buying you a whole heck of a lot, at least in the tests that they've done no. here. There, there are one or two tests where they actually do squeak out a little bit of a win. But when you look at the price for performance, it's yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, we, Cinebench was one of the ones that kind of liked it, but yeah. not enough to justify it. Have we ever seen this kind of jump in latency from one gen to the next in the DDR Josh era? Josh would know. Josh would know. <laughs> say the that frequency again. jump is also huge, though. Okay, but have we ever seen this big of a jump then in frequency and latency because DDR to DDR2 the latency increase was not very high and initially the no frequency the frequency wasn't, wasn't either they were higher. pretty much the same the frequency was the same but the uh, but yeah. the, the the latency doubled it went from cast 2 to did it really go to cast 4 or was it like 3.5 it was like Shit. Oh, 5 damn. Or 6 yeah. I thought because, yeah, I, I know yeah, in the uh, old PC-100-133 era, we were dealing with, like, a really high-end Mushkin kit might have CAS-1, and a lot of kits mm -hmm. would have CAS-2 or 2.5. I think 2.5 was pretty much standard for your DDR kits, your initial DDR kits. And then DDR2 was higher, I think you're right. That's when you got into, the, like, the 4 and 5 range. But to go from, we have kits now with, you know, Cast 16 is yeah, DDR2 800. The good stuff had cast latency six. Okay, so going okay, from yeah. two at the you know at the, the fast stuff to six was, it was a, there was a lot of people unhappy about that with uh, DDR2 and DDR3. But DDR2 when it first came out, it was what uh, PC to what a six thirty three was the. No, 533 was yeah. the lowest. 533. No, I think it was like 400 was the lowest, but 533 oh, well. was the, the first decent, you know, speed that you could yeah. get. And DDR3, you could get CAS 8 DDR3 kits when that came yeah. out. So. Yeah. And then we went up to CAS, it doubled, I guess. I guess maybe 3 to 4 is where it happened, because then 4 comes out and it's like CAS 16 and up for the most yeah. part. Okay. So I mean, it boils down to my, now might be the, maybe you're not getting the all the performance that the dollars, you know, might imply that you're getting for investing in all the latest with DDR5. You're going to do pretty well with a DDR4 kit, even even with the latest mm -hmm. Alder Lake. No, and that's probably why they put, chose to put out uh, motherboards with both. Yeah. You can have your nice mature product or you can have the shiny new stuff that yeah is literally bleeding it yeah when you can get it's 32 gigs you. for 100 bucks yeah in ddr4 at reasonable yeah. timings and, and and speeds yeah 
Can you get 3,600 with low timings at 100 bucks? 32, 32 no. gig? Is no, that... you're looking at 150 oh, no. for that. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it's way, way under what DDR5 is going to cost on top of yes. reliability issues with DDR5. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, right now, there you go. really looking to build. <laughs> if, you, if you insist upon building your Alder Lake uh, rig, then, you know, maybe. Maybe go this way. I mean, the kind of people who build Alder Lake rigs with DDR5 right now, they don't even know how to do basic math. Oh, so the money doesn't matter. Something like, I I cannot even find the last post by this individual, but it's like (laughs) 3090 plus 12900K equals something, something, something. Mm -hmm. Are you saying our Discord community is filled with people who can't add? No, it's filled with one person. who had to be on the absolute <laughs> bleeding edge and then complained endlessly for weeks while they waited for any DDR5 to come in and couldn't get the motherboard they wanted. And like, well, uh, this is what you get when you have to have like the absolute the latest and greatest. And it's terrible. Like The price performance with DDR5 is obviously horrendous right now. At the moment, yes. It'll change. It'll get better. Okay. Let's pause... Mm. One final time to hear from a podcast sponsor this week. If you've ever felt the need to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving PC Per listeners early access to all their holiday deals at 40% off for award-winning home security. With Simply Safe, they have the full package of sensors, indoor and outdoor cameras backed up by around-the-clock monitoring with trained professionals that'll send help the instant you could need it. This year, customize a system for your home and get the best home security system of 2021, Simply Safe. You can do this all online, of course, and even get customized recommendations. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. It's just really easy to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com/pcper. Again, that's simplysafe.com/pcper for 40% off your entire system. We're back for everyone's favorite segment. Picks of the week. And Josh, you start us off. Okay, so this is the lowest price that I've seen yet for these. It's the Thrustmaster. Uh, what, TCA? What's what's the exact? Uh, TCA Officer Pack Ooh. Airbus Edition. 189 bucks for these. That's that's a smoking deal. I'd only seen these for like 250 and above. So apparently uh, these are now in, in nice stock and, uh, you know, it's a good solid joystick and base. But those those throttles, man, if you ever play MSFS 2020, you know how good having actual throttles is. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to, uh, to checking these out. And uh, yeah, and they look nice, too. Just got to have enough space on your desktop. Hull effect on the joystick? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Hope so. Just to keep the uh, joystick uh, conversation going for a second, we talked a little bit about um, joysticks and stuff last week, and there was a comment on last week's YouTube video two weeks regarding... Ago. Yeah. Oh, sorry, two weeks ago. Well, sorry. Ju- well no, Brett gone, in his by home the way. himself uh, over the holiday. <laughs> ah, over he the talked about table. joysticks, yeah. but it was not... 
the way he was anyway. He was, he, well, here he was. He was carving the turkey. He pulled off one of the private moment. The, the drumsticks. He's like, you know what? Speaking of <laughs> speaking of drumsticks, joysticks. And the, the turkey's getting cold. The turkey ain't going to stuff itself. Yeah. Because that actually happened. Oh. All right. That's all I want to say. There was a comment which was along the lines of, hey, because I mentioned Elite Dangerous and, and Space Flight Sims, you know, sort of similar to what, you know, you're talking about, but a little bit more extraterrestrial. Uh, that the, I, uh, it was the Logitech X56, I think, was recommended as the best available median priced uh, system for getting a HOTAS control system. And I wondered what everybody else thought about that because it's not cheap. It's still like 250 300 plus dollars as opposed to getting into some of the, yeah, the Logitech uh, X56, there's a renewed one for two forty nine, but the but the new price is four hundred dollars. Yeah. It's still damn pricey. I just wondered if that's kind of like the go to for what I hesitate to call the mid priced approach to uh, getting a no that is mid price flight now. stick. Oh my god! Although that's a decent price on that side tech there, the X fifty two. Which one? The X fifty two. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. It's not know. amazing, but for look at how many bucks. stars. Mm. That's for the renewed. Let's see, a new one's only one fifty. Oh yeah, get a brand new one fifty. That ain't bad. Yeah, okay. No, get a new brand there, new one for one fifty. Is there a big quality diff between the X fifty two and X fifty six? You know, I don't know enough about these, and I really there want is. a set of good controls before I get into flight sims. Uh, look at the buttons on the uh, on this one, and the yeah. this on um, toggle switches as well. So and then flip yeah, up to the other one. This is the X fifty two. So let's take a look. But at honestly, I think it's mostly shell. The shell is much more attractive. The interior, I don't think, is that much different. Now you see, I think you get you get split throttles with this one. You get more hats. Yep. Um, yeah, you get you get two hats. I don't know about that and, side hat though. Uh, yeah. Definitely more switching. Uh, there seems to be like double the amount of yeah. switching, um, including some attenuators there on the um, on the throttle. Well, plate. you get nice metal f- toggle switches. You don't have the the cheaper plastic flips. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems four hundred dollars is a lot, and a lot of people complain about this. Josh, you have one of these or or not? No, I do not. Yeah. No, I've got an old uh, SciTech uh, ST two ninety Pro that I use as my uh, e brake. Anybody, I mean, these, these these things work. I would pull it out, but it seems stuck on something. <laughs> this thing, on the other hand, don't work so well anymore. Jeremy, I have... Apparently, I need to tear it apart and clean it up. Uh, and I don't want That's an old one, Josh. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, but uh, it was super uh, solid. It, back. it still, still works nice. Um, and then I've got the uh, Microsoft uh, Force Feedback Sidewinder 2. And that thing is a tank, and I've I've showed that off before. Yeah, Microsoft um, has made died. some legendary hardware in the past. Yeah, yeah, it's true. My favorite thing about that force feedback one well, was that noise it makes when you first brewed up the computer. Scared the hell out yeah. of myself more than a few times. <laughs> I'd be interested in the consensus on how the how the X fifty six actually fares. I've read some horror stories, and I've read a bunch of people who are saying, "Yeah, the latest version is fine." Before I drop four hundred dollars on something, yeah, like that. that's yeah. the thing. You know this 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 TCA one for one eighty nine. 
I mean, that's that's a smoking deal for a pretty solid unit. So, and it's got the it's got the two throttles, all kinds of extra toggles and whatnot. So, something to look into if you're if you're into it. I'll probably talk about it more next week once I get it in. Cool, Jeremy, you're up. I am indeed. This is an odd one. Oh, and if you're missing your mod check on your bingo card here, here it comes. Uh, Dolod. This is for the new Skyrim, uh, because I'm, of course, I've been drawn back into Skyrim. I, well, in my defense, this is only the second time I've ever played it. Uh, but it is uh, an impressive mod. You have, of course, a lot of dependencies, which you have to do to get onto it. But once you do, uh, you have to run a separate mod, which you will. F- I'm not going to tell because if you're going to play with this, you're going to need to play with it and figure it out. It essentially takes uh, a whole bunch of your texture downloads and will process it. And on my 5800X, or yeah, it took about 22 minutes to chug through. At what point? At all cores pegged at 100%. I'm going to actually email the mod. Uh, uh, designer to say, you know, what exactly is going on here? Cause this might be a damn good benchmark for CPUs. It doesn't make anything close to UHD. It doesn't improve the HD textures of the piece of wood that you're looking at. What it does is replace all of the palettes in the background so that as you're walking through Skyrim, you've got all of your HD mods and your water looks brilliant, but you look up and the mountains far away just look like utter garbage. This is two and 4K palette backgrounds for Skyrim. So as you're looking out, the entirety of Skyrim is still rendering trees. It's still rendering a little bit of clouds. It still doesn't have the janky zero bit textures for a a mountain really far away. It doesn't sound like it's worth the amount of effort that it puts into, but it really, really does change the experience from looking at your feet and looking at gorgeous parallax high-definition pebbles and looking up and seeing clown vomit uh, as a mountain. It's it's actually still HD as you're looking out. And I've cranked the view distance up as far as it goes. And, you know, it's still a 10-year-old game. A modern GPU don't care. It will still render it. If you want to cheat and you unlock your camera from your character, you can actually tool around and see just how far out the grass is still drawn. It, it's going to take you a bit to get set up, but it is actually one of the more impressive ones I've run into. Okay, here's a good example. Here's a vanilla scene. And this this looks its age. Yep. But let's move up to... Whoa. Is this the same? Oh, yeah. Yes. They Suddenly. just didn't bother drawing the wall that far away. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's far off in the distance. The wall is too much work. We're not going to draw it. And here's high. Let's look at high versus. Uh, bit of a not yeah, much. Just, just uh, a little oh, wow. difference here. Just, wow. You know, a couple of things. <laughs> so it Skyrim. seems strange that no, spending all this time to make stuff look better far away in Skyrim. No, it, I shit you not. It actually does work pretty well. Okay, Brett, you're up, and I see that yeah, you've returned to your roots. 
Yeah, I went back to OWC for this one, but everybody should understand that that's just what happens occasionally with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was looking Mm -hmm. around for a a reasonable deal. There's so many out there, so I tried to to scour the corners and try and find something that maybe not everybody already knew about. I mean, everybody's probably getting the new egg ad or, you know, looking at Amazon for their Black Black Friday, you know, Cyber Monday type deals. So I went to OWC and I looked, hey, what's a pretty good deal on OWC? So I found these Audio-Technica headphones with built-in mic, Bluetooth, rechargeable, $18.96 for Audio-Technica S200BTs, on ear, they're white. The there's a black version on the site as well. I think it's uh, five dollars or so more. But the white ones were the really stonking deal here. Uh, with like I said, built-in mic and everything, Bluetooth. Now you're not listening to these or using these for audio quality listening, but they do kind of make a uh, a nice set of maybe a loner headset in the house to say, hey, let's sit down and play some land game. Or something, or if you're just going to game with them, yeah, it's probably pretty reasonable for that. For eighteen dollars and ninety six cents, full on Audio Technica headphones. Yeah, pretty good deal. Just just Bluetooth though, right? There's no additional like, wired does not functionality be, or anything. Okay, it does not appear, and you know the controls are obviously there, as you can see by this picture. Yeah. So full controls, volume control, you know, on off, you know, whatever. USB charging, you know, built-in battery with mic. Pretty good deal for less than $20. And with that, we've reached the end of another show. We're back after a week off. We've been doing this for, I don't know, about an hour and a half. It's pretty reasonable. I mean, considering not much is going on other than Qualcomm right now. And sales. Mm Mm-hmm. And no releases, unlike last year at this time, which we had Intel, uh, yeah, AMD, the new Intel, more AMD, NVIDIA. You were a little busy, if I remember correctly, from like September through the new year. Yeah, straight through CES. Well, the CES that didn't happen. It's like childbirth. You block this stuff out, and it's the only way you could ever <laughs> repeat it. <laughs> Do it again. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for listening and or watching or both. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Good night.